Clive Ramatibela is our market analyst. Does a band morning emerging markets snap two days of losses after oil surged and minutes of last month's Federal Reserve meeting reaffirming its gradual approach to raising interest rates? Hello! for your spot on, my brother, and top of the world, it's you and to the listeners as well. The emerging uh, markets rebounded, obviously, with the oil uh, as the Fed minutes came out yesterday. I don't know if people were expecting them to come out and be so uh, dovish again, you know. I, and, and, and what's happened is it's just reiterate what we've been saying, that these markets are really, really unpredictable. If you look at the gauge of developing nation stocks, they rebounded from three weeks low, uh, with seven of its Ten industry groups advancing as well. You look at the equity benchmark that we use across the emerging market. It looked much stronger yesterday. It looked to pick up as well. Look at the Malaysian ringgit, uh, which jumped almost uh, uh, 6% uh, over the last month, which is quite interesting to see how these particular currencies are starting to shape up and look very, very strong. Uh, one of the uh, disappointing ones, obviously, yesterday was uh, the South African rand. Uh, within the basket of emerging markets, they, that seemed to be struggling against its peers. But I was thinking that maybe um, when we get the, uh, the minutes later on that we might see it actually straighten a little bit. We're still waiting to see that and we'll only be able to give direction when it hits 9 o'clock. Other than that, emerging markets have retreated in April after a surging in March. I mean, concerns that the risk to global economic recovery are increasing. Those risks continue to be led by the Fed's decision uh, to become more dovish as we get closer and closer to that most important decision that's coming up at the end of April. Okay, we talk about emerging markets a lot lately. Maybe tomorrow, just break it down. Who is emerging, who is at what level, uh, and who is leading as well, so that at least our listeners, those who don't understand, may know who plays in the space of emerging markets, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll do that tomorrow. But uh, Fed's global concern signals barriers to next rate increase. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, not a, uh, uh, it's not news um, because we know that the IMF came up with a statement to say that they are very concerned with the global growth. Uh, it wasn't just them. It was also the, uh, uh, the World Bank and the World Economic Forum. And also we heard uh, the likes of uh, um, uh, Christine Lagarde very uh, strong on the issue as well that where is the next growth going to come from. We are seeing, I mean, a lot of the markets, like the foreign exchange market, has been trading less than normal. You know, normally we trade about four trillion U.S. dollars per day uh, at the moment. Unfortunately, we see things move anything between two to three uh, trillion. So that just gives you an indication how how depressed and w- the, the, the companies, or rather the 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 the, the 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 assets that are taking the asset allocations that are taking most of the um, uh, 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 money happen to be the conservative ones. So you're looking at your inflation-linked bonds. They're taking up slightly a little bit. Look at your government bonds. They're also a bit stronger uh, in terms of the, 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 the 10-year line. Uh, so what that means is that people are becoming more and more conservative, and it's because there's so much uh, volatility in the equity market. Let me hear your Thursday investment theme. It's very simple and straightforward, and it's a theme that I think everybody is already uh, hypersensitive about, but the market has become very hypersensitive to the signs of weakness in the global economy. The, the, the theme uh, today, we were looking at top 10 uh, biggest uh, fund managers in the world who, on average, since the beginning of the year, have lost something close to about $85 billion worth of assets. Now, that is no joke. That is serious. So why are they losing these particular ones? Because they've been always saying that they are active managers. 
Now, let me say here, the, the difference between active and passive management has become very, very uh, difficult to actually define because they seem to be, one, saying that I'm working harder than the passive one. But if you look at the actual outcome, if you look at the performance at the end of each annual year or the cyclical period in which they have targeted, the results seemingly uh, look to be pretty much the same. So the question is, what is the flavor of the month? It's like last year or two years back when we were all excited about emerging markets, which are not the flavor of the month now. It seems like there's no difference at the moment, at least, uh, between the uh, active asset managers and the passive asset managers, which is very sad because if I was inactive, you would see by the size of my brain in pepper. <laughs> <laughs>